ESPNW presents Be Honest with Carrie Champion. On today's podcast, it's Hot Topics, folks. I have a lot to talk about. We haven't really had a conversation, a full conversation, since the NBA Finals. There's a lot that has happened since the since the playoffs, right? Then the finals, and ultimately LeBron James winning it all. I have to tell you, LeBron James. LeBron James. I am a reformed LeBron James hater. I was one of those who always had something to say, not really a fan for a, a many reasons, many reasons. It may have started with the decision, but just something about him. Most people I talk to when I say, hey, why don't you like LeBron? What did he do to you? Just something about him. I just hate how he is. You know, he he whines too much on the court. He think he all that. He's just so extra. Listen to those complaints. I mean, there's no real substance there. These are just random complaints you would hear about one LeBron James. LeBron James. And I said, if he wins this championship, if he brings a title back to Cleveland, who hadn't had a championship since 1964, then he is something special. No more LeBron slander, Carrie. You cannot slander that man. He is slander free if, in fact, he does that. I'm watching the finals. Stephanie will figure it out. The first family got this covered. <laughs> Riley, she's so cute. They so cute. Wait, hold on. Steph, not so cute. Wait, hold on. People are tweeting. Hold on. Did I? Oh, wait, hold on. Did Aisha tweet that? Oh. Oh, okay. The slander quickly changed. I mean, the narrative was so different after that tweet and that tweet being the one that Aisha Curry sent out. It was just one different story. So on today's podcast, Slander No More. Slander No More. That's the name of this podcast because I am raising my hand. I am sitting at a table full of reformed LeBron James haters. We we, we can't hate anymore. My segment producer, Delina, she's going to keep hating. She got her arms folded, legs crossed this whole entire podcast. I'm sorry. You can't slander that man no more. 1964, 52 years, they now have a chip in Cleveland. The Cleveland Cavaliers are your defending champions, ladies and gentlemen, of the National Basketball Association. LeBron James has done what no man has ever done before. Consider that. Welcome to this edition of Be Honest. So, I don't know. When did my my hate for LeBron began. I don't know, recently, probably, here it is, guys, here it is. When Kobe started to decline, when when he was injured, that very first season when he, when he tore his Achilles, I was like, oh no, panic. The great Kobe Bryant is no longer the great. He can't return, but in my mind, I kept saying he could, but the, but the more and more Kobe seemed to fall off the superstar spot and people started to pump up LeBron James. I, I was I was holding true. I'm a diehard Laker fan, y'all know that. And I was like, nah, nah, it's Kobe. He coming back. Better than ever. Do you see those free throws he made with that tour Achilles? He he's here. He's gonna do it. So that's probably, arguably, when my my true LeBron hatred was at 
full scene because I just hated how people kept comparing the two. They are two different people. They never had a rivalry. They were not going to meet. They were of different eras, if you will. They just didn't. The appropriate rivalry is LeBron James and Steph Curry. So I didn't like LeBron. <laughs> and I met him this year. And I've shared the story with you if you listen to the podcast. And when I met him, I was like, see, now that's what I'm talking about. That's why I don't like him. Exactly what I thought he'd be like. I knew he was going to be like this at All-Star Game, being extra, being all that, being extra. No real no real critique as to why I didn't like him, but just being extra. Y'all know how y'all do. Y'all don't really have a reason why you like him, don't like him, but you be like, he was just extra. He whined too much. All basketball players whine. All athletes whine. Sorry, it just happens. They're all extra. I'm extra. You're extra. No real concrete reasons as to why. No foundational reasons as to why. Skip would be like, oh, because he's not clutch. Oh, no, he clutch. After he won that championship, I said to myself and to the Twitter folks, I can't slander that man anymore. It was cathartic. It was almost as if I was confessing. I was like, I can't do it. I can't talk about him. Now, I wanted to, but I can't. I have no reason. You can't say anything about that man. Listen to this. Thanks to all of y'all, dog. I really appreciate it. So, I thank you for the all the LeBron wishes and coming home wishes and all that. But I don't. I, I'm nothing without this group behind me, man. I'm nothing without the coaching staff. I'm nothing without the city. Um, you guys are unbelievable, and these, I, these guys told me I got to turn around. So uh, I'm nothing without y'all. I love all of y'all. There you have it. I, I, he will go down in the history books as arguably top three player of all time, just because of what he did. You can fight me on it. You can talk, call me dumb, tell me to get back in the kitchen. That's all. That's all. That's all good and well. I want you to know because of LeBron, J.R. Smith now has a title. J.R. Smith's a champion, folks, because of LeBron James. LeBron James. Iman Shumpert's a champion, ladies and gentlemen, because of LeBron James. I can go down a list. Dante Jones is a champion because of LeBron James. I can go down a list of folks. <laughs> Matthew Delavadova is an NBA champion because of LeBron James. Kevin Love's an NBA champion because of LeBron James. LeBron James. These are names, my friends, that we would never associate with champion had they not been with one LeBron James. Tristan Thompson is well paid and an NBA champion because of LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. Y'all can be mad at me all y'all want to. You can be like, oh, she made me sick. I can't stand her. She like LeBron. She all in LeBron just- I'm not. I'm not on this. I'm not. I'm just a state in fact. All right. I'm going to put a pin in that. As I was saying, Earl is an NBA champion and Earl has decided to put a shirt on. You've seen Earl recently, right? That's JR for y'all who don't know Earl. Earl running around here with a shirt on now since the president told him to put on the shirt. Listen to this. Tell JR and everybody to put on a shirt, though. Okay, I will. I definitely will. <laughs> you can't be just walking around without a shirt for the rest. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I definitely like will. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Not Shepard taking off his shirt. Yeah. Reed taking off his shirt. Come on, man. <laughs> but I guess if you don't like that, you know. Yeah. I guess if you're in decent shape, you can do it. That's it. President said, put on the shirt, Earl. Earl got on the shirt. I went to, I went to the IG. Earl had on a shirt. Barely, but he had on a shirt. 
he was hanging out in Huntington Beach, which is here in Los Angeles, California, Orange County, if you will. Earl got on a shirt and he's an NBA champion, stunting. This man <laughs> who put in his yearbook quote, get chicks or die trying is an NBA champion because of LeBron James. LeBron James. I, I need you guys to understand what I'm saying about Earl. If you have done your research and you've seen his yearbook, his senior photo, it is this man in a tuxedo, literally with the quote, like, this is a good idea. Get chicks or die trying. As if years later, this one come back to haunt him. Still says who, he, I mean, how old is he? Here's just 10 years later. I, 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 that quote is so fitting. Get chicks or die trying. All right, Earl. I'm going to stall Earl out. But I have to say this, and I know that you guys don't think it's fair. In all seriousness, the only reason why I, I will stop slandering LeBron is because on a very small level, on a very small, minuscule level, I can relate to how people treat him. It, being in front of the camera, you get a lot of hate. People don't like you just for whatever reasons. I don't like your shoes, your heels too high, your skirt too short. I don't like what you said. I don't like that face you made. You did. I'm consistently told what's not right or why they don't like me or what, what they thought I said or how I looked or what I did. And And LeBron James... I said this. I don't know if there's another, maybe one, Muhammad Ali during his heyday when he refused the Vietnam War, when he refused to go to the Vietnam War, may have been more hated than LeBron James. But as of yet, name another athlete more hated than LeBron for no real reason. He made a mistake and it was the decision. But ever since then, we have decided to break him down in every form or fashion. He flops on the court, we mad. He don't punch back on the court, we mad. He says something extra, I'm going to take the high roll, we mad. We... Everything he says is just extra and we got to talk about it. And that's why I don't like him. I mean, there's a million reasons about that's why, that's why, that's why. No, no, really, we just don't. Some people just have that effect. But if you think about it, when you're that great, when you've been crowned to be that great or thought of to be that great and you live up to those expectations, people just won't like you. I couldn't stand Michael Jordan. Sacrilegious. Couldn't stand Michael Jordan. Simply because he threatened the legacy of Magic Johnson. No real reason. It's confessions. I'm having a confessional moment with you all. You ought to think in your reason, in your heart, as to why you don't like LeBron. It's something silly. There's no specific reason. Like, you didn't run into him in a grocery store. He didn't take no money from your mama. He didn't date your sister. He didn't treat you bad. He wasn't mad at your cousin and them. Like, he don't owe you money. Like, you don't have any real reason as to why you don't like LeBron James. And like I said, when I met him, I was like, okay, extra. Check. Okay, thank you all that. Check. Then I was like, I got no reason to slander this man. 2016, I can't slander LeBron no more. Unless, unless, there's always a caveat. I reserve the right to slander if it is basketball related. I do. But I don't know what he could do wrong. After this, what could he do wrong? He could, he could leave you guys, you know, that he could leave Cleveland. And I would have no problem with that. He did what he came to do. He brought you all a championship. Be happy with that. If he left again, you can't burn his jersey. I, You know what I mean? He could even come to the Lakers. What happens then? I really got to like him, right? I can't be like, LeBron James. LeBron James. I'd be like, welcome to be honest. How are you, LeBron? How's it going? You'd be right here, right here. That's what I'd be doing right here on this podcast. So moving forward, I want you all to just take a moment. And really, if you're listening to this podcast, Think about why you hate him and at me. Let me know. I mean, there has to be a reason. I'm looking at Delina, my producer. Do you have a real reason as to why you don't like him? 
It's just how he is, huh? Just how he be? Just how he be is? You ain't, she, oh, she ain't got no mic. Just how he be? You, I mean, she don't have no, she just mad at me. I just real angry. The language isn't appropriate for the podcast. She wants to curse about why she doesn't like LeBron James. Like what? What did the man ever do but win championships? He don't have a senior picture that say get chicks or die trying. You mad at Earl? You ain't mad at Earl. You ain't got no problem with JR. JR poured champagne on a chick's head the night they done won the championship, but you ain't mad at Earl. Your feminist side ain't out at that, right? You ain't mad at Earl, though, but you mad at LeBron James. She ain't mad at Earl. Earl running around here pouring champagne on chicks' heads. Get chicks to die trying. She ain't mad at Earl. <sighs> the world we live in today. I don't know. Those are just my thoughts. Uh, all joking aside, give that man his round of applause. He is He's great. He is great. There, I said it. LeBron James is great. <laughs> and you have to recognize the greatness because it comes around once in a lifetime. This is generational, folks. You'll have to tell your kids about it. I have a, I have a sneaky suspicion that when you do discuss LeBron James with your kids, it'll be in a way in which you respect him. It'll be, if you're not a fan already, in a way in which there's a reverence, gravitas. You have to do it. We haven't seen it. We saw it with Kobe. We saw it with MJ. We've been spoiled as an NBA generation. We've seen it with a lot of greats. Bird, Magic, Michael, Kobe, LeBron, James, Shaq. I mean, we don't see it that often. So now, think about it. No more slander. RIP slander to LeBron James, 2016. On the other side of the break... The slander continues, and I need y'all to stop. Aisha Curry, how do you feel about that tweet she sent during the finals? I got an interesting take on it. I didn't like the comparisons to her and other NBA wives and what she should and shouldn't be doing. But there's a reason behind it, folks. I think I have the answer. Be honest. Back in a moment. No more slander continued part duh. That's two in French for y'all. Also during the finals, which I didn't get a chance to talk about, Aisha Curry sent a tweet out. You guys all know about the tweet. And 85,000 retweets later, she decided to delete. When will we learn there's no such thing as delete on Twitter, correct? Anyway, she sends this tweet out after game five suggesting that it was rigged and they didn't want her husband to win. And they thought that she was, and she thought that they were trying to do it for ratings and the refs were in on it, et cetera. Ampersand kick rocks with the conspiracy theories, folks. However, I understood where that came from. I don't approve of the tweet and I'll say it again. I understood where it came from, but I do not approve of the tweet. She doesn't need my approval. She can care less about what I think. However, I didn't like how y'all fickle fans turned on the curry so quickly. At first, Aisha was what you should be if you want to be a wife. She was how it was supposed to be. Be in the kitchen, cooking, supporting your man while I'm out there getting these monies, making these shots. Let me hit these threes. You make these pies. Y'all all all were on Team Curry. The kids were cute. Riley cute. Everybody funny. I love them all. A key, 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 key. I even said that they were the first family of the NBA. A key, 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 key. She sends that tweet. Steph have a couple of bad games. And man, 
the slander. The slander. Y'all talked so bad about them. Like, y'all talked about them like they weren't light-skinned. That's how y'all talked about them. Because light-skinned people have privilege. Y'all talked about them so bad. And I was like, oh, okay. I see what you're doing. Here's my take. Just as a woman, I'm going to defend my man, no matter what. I don't think that you and I know what Aisha and Steph talk about behind closed doors. That tweet came from something. It came from conversations. It came from information that she had. It came from late night talks where she's rubbing his knees, talking about it's going to be all right. It came from whatever desperation, anger, fear, hopelessness she felt in that moment. Whatever she felt was being taken from her husband, that's where that tweet came from. We can relate to tweeting in anger. We can relate to saying something we shouldn't have said in the moment. However, to whom much is given, much is required. I say it every day, all day. When you're in a position of privilege, you don't have the same privileges that the everyday average Joe has. You can't just send tweets and be like, oh, no biggie, delete. She did send that tweet knowing that it would be heard and read. She did send that tweet knowing that she was making a statement. She did send that tweet with intention. What those intentions were, I do not know. I don't guess. I don't figure it out. I, I don't know her. The theory if she wanted attention, nah, I ain't buying that. She did it because she was mad. She did it because she knows how her husband felt. She did it because there were some other things happening that we're just not privileged to. Again, I don't approve but I definitely do not approve of what a woman should be like and how she should behave if it's coming from a man. My man can tell me how I should behave. Hey, baby, let me talk to you for a minute. Um, I saw you in Sports Center today and you had did some stuff and I, you know what I'm saying? I don't, you know, I wasn't really cool with it. Now, that's a conversation for me and, me and my man to have, correct? But I don't want Joe Smith from down the street weighing in on how I should behave as a wife. I don't want Timmy Tommy from around the corner with Mook Mook and them telling me, how I should behave as a wife. To this day, trust me, she regrets that tweet. And trust me, I'm pretty sure Steph got at her. Like, so listen, babe, next time we're in that situation, you can't be popping off. I'm the unanimous MVP. We were the first family. You can't tweet those type of things. That is the lesson. Don't get me wrong. We all understand. But don't, do not, do not jump in somebody else's private life and tell them what they should and shouldn't be doing. I didn't agree with the tweet. I wouldn't have sent it, but I'm definitely not to hit up Aisha and be at her mentions and be like, this why don't nobody like you because you be doing this or you should be doing that or such and such wives behave this way and other wives do that. That's just all out of line and so daggone disrespectful. We love them for who they were. And I want you all to consider this. Steph went to Davidson. Steph wasn't prepared at least in my humble opinion, to be this overnight superstar. And Aisha wasn't prepared to be the wife of the overnight superstar. And what I mean by prepared is this. They weren't groomed for this. Yes, his mom was the wife of an NBA player, but Dale was no superstar. They weren't prepared for this. So sometimes your etiquette isn't always in check with what you're not prepared for. Do you understand what I'm saying by that? What I mean is, if I haven't been groomed from a young kid that guess what, I'm going to be a big deal and you should behave this way and talk this way. Kind of like how these rookies come in or these these kids who are in the draft prospects when I talk to them, when I talk to Brandon Ingram, when I talk to, you know, some of these kids I've talked to, they just already know how they should behave. Ben Simmons, he wasn't really giving me any information. They've been groomed. 
they've been told since a very little age or young age that they were going to be something significant and they should behave a certain way in public, speak a certain way, only talk about certain things. Ben Simmons gave me the company line every time I asked him a question. I'm just excited about Thursday, just waiting for the draft. Yeah, you know, me and my team are just working in the, in the gym, just working hard. You can tell he had all these same responses prepared for whatever question. I could have been like, what did you eat for dinner last night? Oh, I was just in the gym, just working hard. I didn't eat. Like, whatever. He just, that was his response to whatever I had to say. I say that because I don't have a feeling that Aisha, and I'm not excusing her behavior, was really prepared for this life. Steph, by the nature of who he is, just seems like a chill dude, a humble dude. He kind of understands it a little more because his father was in the league and he grew up around superstars. So his father probably was like, don't misbehave. Be quiet when we get out of here. Ask him, can you shoot around? There go Kobe. Be nice. There go Jordan. Be cool. He probably had that type of upbringing where he was in the presence of greatness. So he knows a thing or two. Aisha, not so much. I hear these comparisons of Savannah and how Savannah's quiet and how she acts a certain way. Well, don't get it twisted. She's been with the king since she was in high school, right? If not before then, he's been crowned for a long time. His greatness has been thought to be great for a very long time. And she's been with him on his side, lockstep and key. She got briefed when he got briefed. When she had a child, they knew what it was. Not to mention that I think that's just her demeanor anyway. She's not really into the scene. That she really is probably more of a, 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 a woman that wants to chill and not be involved and not be on the Twitter and on the Internet and voicing her opinions because she just doesn't want all that. Like, that's fine because it does take a certain type of person to engage in the nonsense on social media, especially if you want to be a personality. You got to be ready to engage and have an opinion and have something said about you that you may not like or like. Whatever the case may be, it does give you attention. But I do believe she's been prepared for this. I, I can't think that she hasn't been prepared for this. They had kids early on. They knew what that meant. There were discussions with agents and people who wanted to be a part of their lives, telling them you probably shouldn't, you probably should, what to happen, how do we manage this? Every part of her life has been managed, probably from a very young age because she's been with LeBron James. So she's going to respond differently. You think she didn't want to jump on Twitter when they were burning her husband's jerseys when he said he was going to Miami? You think she didn't want to pop off and let everybody know y'all make me sick? I can't stand y'all. But that to me, that magnitude of hate for LeBron James, it was it was not even imaginable. And so there was just no way that you can mount any defense towards that. You just got to take it. Sometimes I, I tweet stuff and I just be like, let me just take this loss. My mentions are a shambles. Steph was drafted in the first round, seventh pick, pretty high. Not too many expectations, tons of expectations with LeBron. At the end of the day, to conclude my thoughts on Aisha, I wouldn't have tweeted it. She's learned her lesson. Trust me, she's learned her lesson. But I can't stand how y'all switched on them so quickly. We loved them. We were going to her house for recipes. They were praying with us. We let Riley run around the house with her edges all crazy because she had good mixed edges. We didn't care, but now we care. Now Riley got to comb her hair. Now we don't want none of Aisha's recipes because we don't think she can cook that good. And Steph can't handle the ball that well. Well, it's all lies, okay? Stop your slander, okay? Because I like them. They just made a mistake. 
They being the wife, she fell off. Steph's not healthy. There's something wrong with Steph. He wasn't 100%. I'm not going to go in to say that he was a fraud, that it was all smoke and mirrors. I'm not going that far. I won't do that slander. But there was clearly something wrong. A lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that we just don't know about, folks, and that we'll never be privy to. So that's why I made this whole episode about slandering. We just don't know. Stop it. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, um, I was having this conversation again with producers and such. I haven't been locked in on my podcast because we've been trying to get our little show off the air. A little show called Sports Center, coast to coast, noon, Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And uh, the transition's been pretty tough, but wonderful and rewarding. Consistently working, working really hard. But I'm back. I ain't going to leave you out without this. Because this gave me life today. Telling y'all to stop slandering, folks. It gave me life. Like, no more LeBron slander, which is going to really heat up my mentions. <laughs> no more Steph or Aisha slander. Can't wait for that either. All I'm saying is that put yourself in their position. I don't believe that either one of those two people, Steph or LeBron, has done anything, Aisha for that matter, to make us feel like we have to hate them so. I really really want to know what is our fascination with hating LeBron because he's the number one public enemy. I don't know what that is. I'm going to continue to research that. That'll be a theme in this podcast moving forward. I can have a ton of people on here who tell me why they don't respect him and why he's not this. But I'm telling you now, after bringing that chip to Cleveland, no mas. 52-year drought over. No mas. You can't say that about that man anymore. You can't question his manhood. You can't question whether or not he's clutch. You can't question whether or not he's worth anything. You can't question whether or not he can do it by himself. There was no D-Wade. There was no Chris Bosh. There was no big three. He had Kyrie Irving. Yes, he got a healthy Kyrie, and Kyrie is big time. But Kyrie will tell you what LeBron brought to that team, those intangibles, that will to succeed, that will to win. You can't even... You can't imagine it unless you see it. I had said in game five, I was like, this is a wrap. He figured it out. I just saw it click. I'm watching the game. I was like, oh, oh, that's it. It's a wrap. They're going to do what no team has ever done before. They're going to win in historic fashion because it's supposed to be that way. I watched how LeBron James went from, all right, let me just be the facilitator and hand the ball to this dude and that dude and try to make them great to man, move, get out the way, get out the way, boo, get out the way. Like, give me the ball. I got this. And once you see me have this, then you can have it. It was something special. And I am, quite frankly, as a just as a sports fan, I'm glad I witnessed it. I'm not gushing over LeBron before you all in my mentions hating on me saying, get off his I'm not on anything. I'm just acknowledging greatness after years of hating. Okay? It's cathartic. You ought to do it. I'm saying that to my producers. It's cathartic. You ought to do it. Don't be a hater. No slander 2016. Thanks for listening to Be Honest. See y'all next week. Thanks for listening to Be Honest with Carrie Champion. For more great podcasts, check out ESPN.com slash podcenter.